Well, good morning, church. It is great to be here with all you today. Great to be back here this morning. If you're new with us, you're new around here, welcome. Welcome to Bridgewater. We are stoked that you're hanging out with us today. Uh, We love that you you took a chance to come to hang out with us. Um, My name is Rich. I'm one of the pastors and staff at Bridgewater. We love the fact you're here. We hope that you enjoy your time with us today, that when you walked in, that you felt welcome and wanted, and you'd be willing to come back and hang with us another Sunday morning. If we get going, gang, open your Bibles, if you would, to Numbers chapter 6. The book of Numbers chapter 6 will be starting at verse 24 this morning. If you grab the Bible on the way in, you'll find on page uh, 95, page 95. You know, this morning, we get to do something awesome, uh, something amazing. We get to celebrate all the moms with us in this room, all the moms in our lives. So if you're a mom with us here today, thank you. Thank you. We celebrate you. You are a gift uh, from God to all the lives that you touch. You are amazing in many, many ways. In many ways we don't even acknowledge. So thank you very much. And from my heart to yours, happy Mother's Day. We hope that you have an amazing day. We hope that you are blessed. And by the way, uh, you saw that candy when you came in, and some of you snagged a little, little bit when you walked through. Uh, those are a gift to you. So there are bags out there. Fill those bags up there. Ladies, 16 years and older, just kind of fill it all up. You know, play, take a little blessing card. It's an amazing opportunity for us to just say thank you, because guess what happens if you don't take them all? I have to eat it all, all right? And that's not good for this guy, for me to eat all that chocolate. Um, just an opportunity to say thank you. you, know, you, what, what, can you what can we do to celebrate you today? Um, but I also understand that this day can be tough for some. I understand that this day can be can rough emotionally for some of us in this room. A loss of a mom or just situations like that. I mean, it could be really, really tough. And I get that. And I don't want you to think that in any way we're celebrating Mother's Day, that we are discounting how you are feeling this morning. You know, because I'm feeling a little bit of that this morning as well. Uh, Today, as I celebrate my wife and what an amazing mother she is to our sons, I'm also feeling a little sad. Uh, Most of you do know that I lost my mom just, just under four months ago. And she was an amazing mom. She was a mother just kind of... Well, she took me in no matter what I did, and she carried me through no matter what I was walking through. She was one of those moms that just didn't love me and the rest of her kids. She loved every child I brought into the house as if it was her own. I mean, so she basically didn't. She had four kids. She probably had like 50 kids that she loved on all the time. She showed me a lot of ways how we truly love people in life. And so this year is my first year without my mom, and I don't get to celebrate that. That's kind of sad for me. So if I'm with you for some of you in this room, I understand that. But this is what I do know about my mom, is she's with Jesus. And right now she's celebrating with her Heavenly Father. And so I know that's the best place she could be than than be with me, because I'd probably still bring her heartache at some point, if I'm being honest. I was that kind of kid. So as I lean into this morning and have this conversation about the blessing, I started to think through, like, what would my mom want? If I was to show up and she was to hear, what, what would she want in life? And so then I started expanding that a little further. I said, okay, what would, what would Steph want? What would she want? And, and right now, some of you are thinking, well, Rich, I hope you have that all figured out because today's a day. And by the way, she's sitting in the front row. And I admitted in the first service, I have no clue what she wants. And I don't have anything planned. Sorry, dear. I still love you. Um, 
But what would she want? I mean, what does she want? What do, what do women want in life? And then I started expanding, started asking myself all these kind of questions. It's a good thing you don't get in my head because if you were, you think I was crazy because I am crazy. But I started thinking, what, is, what does everybody want? What, is, what do people truly want in life? And, and I started walking through it even further. Okay, we may define it differently, but I believe we go through life, we all want a very similar thing. We want to be blessed in life. We want a blessed life. I don't think I've ever had a conversation with anyone who said, listen, Rich, I really want a cursed life. I mean, raise your hand if you want a cursed life. Not if you feel like you've been cursed in life, okay? We're not going there this morning. See, no one. I think everybody wants a blessing or a blessed life. Yes? That was so unconvincing. Do you want a blessed life? Yes. Okay, good. So, but what does it mean? Being blessed, receiving a blessing. You know, what does it mean? What does it walk? We walk through life, we use those words, they're found in Scripture. People who are outside a relationship with God, who don't have a relationship with Jesus, they go through life saying, I've been blessed. But what does it mean? What does it mean to be blessed? You know, I have a friend, I'm not going to share his name, but I have a friend who's really close to me, and when he hears this word, when someone says it, it absolutely drives him nuts. So how are you? Oh, I'm blessed. And he's like, it's like nails down a chalkboard to him. I'm like, dude, why do you get so upset? Why does it frustrate you so much? He goes, because I don't believe they understand what it means. I think people say they want to be blessed because they want to be just spiritual or sound spiritual, like, or they have some connection to God. And I said, well, what, what does it mean? And we and I had this amazing conversation, what it means to be blessed. And as simply as this, to be blessed is to receive the Lord's favor in your life. God's working in your life in some way. He is showing you favor in your life. That is a blessing. And blessings come in all sorts of fashions and different ways in, in our lives. They could come in a moment. God could bless you with this moment where he's showing favor in your life for that moment. It could be in a situation. God could bless you in a situation that you're walking through, that he's showing favor for you as you walk through it. It could be a season of life. It could be our entire life. I've had conversations with people who are, who are walking or near the end where they're gonna go spend the rest of eternity with Jesus. And I said, so how was life? How are things walking through? He said, listen, man, I've had a blessed life. And what they did at that moment is they stopped and looked back for their entire life and they started seeing how God showed favor in their life over and over and over again. That's a blessing. A blessing can come in the form of people. Blessing can come in the form of people. That means your spouse, right, could be a blessing in your life. Your, your kids could be a blessing in your life. God shows favor and brought kids into your life, allows you to be a parent. Your mom, your parents could be a blessing, kids, in this room. God's showing you favor by giving you parents who, who love you and invest you and want the best life for you and point you towards Jesus. God can show favor in your life by blessing you with friendships. Man, I have some really good friends in my life that I would consider them a blessing to have them in my life. I just had friends show up from upstate New York, just surprises. They're on their way back from North Carolina. They're here in this room right now, and they're a blessing in my life. And I was like, what? You probably heard Stephanie and I scream. Wee! 
So that's what it means. God's showing favor into our life. It could be stuff, right? We could, we could say, I am blessed to have the home that we have. God showed favor in my life and allowed me to have this house. And he could say, show me favor in my life, allowed me to have a car. I've been blessed to have a car. You know, one that goes from A to B. And if you pray really hard, they'll go back from B to A. Those kind of vehicles. See, blessings come in all sorts of ways and directions in life. And if we're honest, we miss a lot of them. We're not paying attention. We're not living intentionally. But God puts them in there. He is showing us favor over and over in our lives. And so I have to believe as I look across the room, you've already said yes, but every single person in the room, I think, I would believe that you would want God to show his favor into your life. Did you want him to step in and you want him to bless you in a certain way? Right now you're thinking about that, man. I wish God would bless me in this area of my life. And if you're thinking about that, you're like, that would be amazing. Man, this is good news for you. I've got great news for you, in fact. I can show you how to get every blessing in your life. I hold the key to unlock the door so you can have every blessing you've ever wanted or ever will want in life. For four easy payments of $39.95. What? No subscribers? Listen, if you sign up now, within the next 20 minutes, I will double your blessing. I mean, come on. Just extra processing fee and shipping and handling. All yours. We laugh, but it's not the first time that someone tried to sell us something and promised to fix the problems that we have. It wouldn't be the first time that we bought into the lie that we can bring quick happiness into our lives to fill a void of something that's missing. When we bring something in our lives, it won't be the first time we did it, like, oh my gosh, I'm so blessed with all this, and then turn around and find out, like, oh my word, that was such a burden in life. There's no quick fixes. Blessings come from God. He has the answers. This morning, we're going to walk through a very, very simple passage written 1,400 years ago that shows us truly that. See, right now, you're open to this passage. It's a piece of scripture written, written by God showing his love to his people. It points to his blessings in life that he gives of people who are following him. God is talking to Moses, and Moses is sharing it with Aaron, who is the high priest. And he says, I want you to, to speak these words over my people. I want you to speak these words over my people, but let them know that I love them. I want them to know that I will provide for them, that I'm going to lead them in life. And he's speaking over to them. And again, I understand this was written to the Israelites and God's talking to his, his chosen people at the time. But as I understand scripture, as I dig into the truth, it tells me that God doesn't change. God doesn't change. He's the same today as he was yesterday. He'll be the same tomorrow that he is today. He is never changing. And if he loves his people and he wants to bless his people, I believe that's still happening today. He wants to bless you. He wants to show favor in your life. Numbers chapter 6, verse 24. Look on the screen if you have it open in your Bibles or your Bible apps. The Lord, the Lord bless you and keep you. 
The Lord makes his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. So they will put my name on the Israelites and I will bless them. This is God speaking over his people, demonstrating his love and his mercy and his grace in their lives. And again, I said it again, it is still happening today, still possible today. If you are a follower of Jesus, you belong to God. You are his chosen people. You are his special possession. And his name is written on you because his Holy Spirit resides within you as you've surrendered your life to him. And he says, the Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. He'll be gracious towards you. But then he tells us how. When his face shines upon you and his face turns towards you. Friends, if we were looking to have God, his favor in our life and to receive his blessings in life, we need to understand where it's found. And it's found in his presence. God's blessings in life are found in his presence in our life. Everything that we want, everything that we truly need is found in the presence of God. That's what our heart craves. That's what the emptiness or void without a relationship with Jesus craves. It craves to have a relationship, be back with God. It's we, all, we have this understanding that we want to be fully known, right? We want to be fully known and fully loved. Well, that's found in his presence. Because he's the only one who can fully know us and fully love us. The desire to find peace in life, especially in the chaos that we're walking through in this world. You know, for years, in my, in my outside of my relationship with Jesus before I came to Christ, and if I'm not paying attention now, if I'm not living intentionally now, I have found myself looking for happiness in the things outside of God. I try to find things like being blessed, I'd be, be excited, I'm in an amazing life. I try to find those things outside of God. And every time I've tried, I've come back empty. We talked about a series about a year ago about having empty wells. We chase after those things, think they're going to fulfill us, they're going to give us what we need. We come back empty. It's found in his presence. Everything we need Everything we want, everything we long for deep inside is found in the presence of God, him in our lives. And I can't believe I'm the only one who's experienced chasing after the wind. I believe every single one of us at some point has done just that. With Jesus or without Jesus, you'd look for things that fill you and it's missing. When something is lost in our life, when something brings great disappointment, or we get angered at something's no longer there, or we chase after something, want to bring it in, and we'll do everything we can to have it back in our lives, that's when we've missed it. That's when our heart is shifted. We're looking at the blessing and thinking, okay, this is what it's really about, but truly it's about the receiving the blessing from God. How about when we go through life and we're constantly looking for something more? We're never satisfied. We're never content. 
You know, so that's us walking through for a relationship with Jesus saying, okay, I'm not satisfied with this. I'm not satisfied with giving me life. So I'm going to go look for more that he's not giving me. Well, that's when, that's your heart shifted there too. So we got to be very, very careful in our walk with God. We're in his presence, but we find everything we need in him and stop searching for it in the emptiness of the world. So in his presence, what does it mean to be in his presence? What do we receive when we're in his presence? So as I look through this scripture that was written, I see three truths that you and I receive by being in the presence of God and the closeness of God. And the first one is security. We find security in God's presence. Over and over in scripture, it, we read how his presence in our lives brings security to our lives. It says, the Lord bless you and keep you. Meaning he's never going to leave us. He's never going to forsake us. He's going to keep on loving you. He's going to keep on holding you in. He's going to provide you. He's going to love you. Regardless, we find security in his presence. Look at these three passages that kind of just simply point to this truth. Joshua 1.9. Do not be afraid. Well, some of us walk through this world very, very afraid. Do not be discouraged. How many times in life have we walked in great discouragement? He says, the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. That is the presence of the Lord. Showing security that we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be discouraged because our God is near. Psalm 94 verse 14, for the Lord will not reject his people. How often have we walked through life feeling rejected? He will not reject his people. He will never forsake his inheritance that we belong to him. We are in his presence. Matthew 28, verse 20. Jesus is ascending up to heaven. Last time his disciples are going to see him. And he gave them the great commission of go make disciples of all nations, right? Baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teaching them everything that I have taught you. And he says, surely... I'm going to be with you, even to the end of the age. I know the early church, you're going to go through some stuff. It's going to be hard, and you're going to try to seek things in life. I want you to know, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to be present See, God is clearly trying to get his point across, and there's passage after passage that points to this truth because he knows he's speaking to a deep, heartfelt need within every single one of us. We desire for him to be here because when he's here, we feel secure. I don't know about you, but I look for that in life. When things get rough, when life is shaken, when it's turned upside down, it brings me great comfort to know that my God is near. And when he is near, he can pour his blessing and show favor to walk me through what I face. The second truth I see is acceptance. We have acceptance. With, when he is present in our life, when we're walking with him, there's acceptance. At some level, if you want to admit it or not, we all desire to be accepted. We want to be accepted by, 
by the people around us. We want to be accepted at work. We want to be accepted by friends at school. We want to be accepted by the teachers. We want to be accepted. We all want to be accepted in some form, in some way. And some of us in this room have been rejected in life. We've been rejected one form or another. We've rejected multiple times. And right now, you are having scars on you because you've been rejected so much. You're walking through life with this deep ridden fear because you're afraid that you're, you're going to be rejected again. That doesn't happen with the presence of the Lord. In the presence of the Lord, you are accepted. You are brought in. You belong to him. It says, the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. This is God's grace turning towards us, shining in our lives, bringing us into the fold, knowing that he is there. And over the years, I've noticed that too many of God's children Too many of God's children are carrying around an unneeded and unwarranted guilt and shame or fear because of their past. They look at their lives and think, hey, life is such a disappointment or or, or people have said that I'm a disappointment or I feel like I'm a disappointment. And if that's you this morning, that's the enemy speaking into your life. And it's time to slap his mouth shut. Because in Jesus, he does not have the authority to say those things to you. Because all he wants to do is hurt you. Because in Jesus, you are accepted. And the third is peace. When we're in his presence, we experience peace. It says, the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. I know we're celebrating moms today. But I have to believe that we all want peace in life. Want more peace and less chaos. More peace in this world. More peace in our country, in our homes, in our souls. No one likes to walk through life with this unsettled unrest deep within. It just doesn't feel right because Jesus is the one who steps in and gives us peace. It says he gives us peace that passes all understanding. There's such a peace that when Jesus is walking beside us and in us and with us that we just can't comprehend the truth. I spoke to people who have been through some horrific moments in life. And I walk in and to, to nurture them and to love them. And they're like, I've got such great peace. It doesn't make sense. Naturally. But supernaturally. When God is present, he brings peace. It's only found in his presence. Jesus says in Matthew 14, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give as the world give. Why? Because it's empty. It's worthless. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. When we're in the presence of God, we feel his peace. That's what our hearts truly long for. When we're looking for God's favor in life and blessing life, we long and crave to be in his presence, to be near him. And the scripture says, when he draws near to him, he draws near to us. So if you're looking for blessings, you want the Lord's favor in your life. That means he needs to be present in your life. It means you need to be pursuing him in life. 
means you need to have a relationship with him in life. There's some of you in this room that don't have that relationship. You've never said yes to Jesus Christ. Well, then you're outside. Maybe today's to make it right and step on the inside and accept him in your life. So now that leaves me with a question. You know, we find his blessings, his favor in life, when we're in his presence, he's present in our life. What does that look like? How do we receive that blessing? How do we feel that we receive the blessing of security and acceptance and peace? How do we see his, that his face is shining upon us? And I love that God sometimes just makes, leaves, leaves no blanks. Because sometimes when there's blanks in life, we fill it whatever we want. And God makes it really, really clear. Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 9 on the screen. Know therefore that the Lord your God is God. And he is what? He is faithful. He's a faithful God, keeping his covenant of love to a thousand generations of, guess what? Of those who love him and keep his commandments. Those who love him and keep his commandments. God's blessing are simply for those who love him. He needs to be present. He needs to be a part of our lives. We need to be pursuing him. But we need to have this love relationship with him. Love relationship with him. It's you and I coming to the point where, again, we surrender our lives to him. Then we spend the rest of our lives saying, okay, I'm going to love the Lord my God with all my heart, soul, and mind and strength. I'm going to love God with my everything. That's you and I pursuing him. You and I chasing him down. It's you and I spending time in his word, understanding who he is and how much he loves us. It's found in his presence. And his presence is found in a life that's totally based on that relationship. Sold out love. But he doesn't leave it there. He says, not just love me. You need to follow my commandments. You need to obey. You need to obey how I've called you to live. It's not just saying, I love God, I'm going to do what I want. It's not saying, I love Jesus, and I'm going to go live a life that's all about my own. He says, you need to obey my commandments. You need to obey how I've called you to live. That's how we express fully our love. Saying, I love you with my everything. That means I'm going to follow you with my everything. Let you and I open this book, have a conversation with God on a regular basis, saying, God, how have you called me to live? He'll tell you. Where am I falling short? He'll tell you. See, loving God means obeying God. And I just didn't make that up. It's not something I just made up. Jesus made it really, really clear. John chapter 14. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who what? Everybody say, is the one who what? Oh, snap. Jesus just made it real. Right? Those who keep my commands, who knows them and keeps them and lives them out are the ones who truly love me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father. And I too will love them and I will show myself to them. I will show my blessings in your life. Your fa- my favor. 
See, this is it's very, very simple. So much, so many times, we complicate our relationship with God with all the things that have taken place in the world. God's very simple. Love me and follow me. Obey me. You want blessings in your life. You want to receive my favor in your life. All right, now I need to be in your life. You want the, my favor in your life. Well, you need to show you love me, and you show me you love me by simply living how I've called you to live. We can't expect to live like the world and think God's going to bless our lives. You can't expect to live like the world and think he's going to show favor in your life over and over and over again. It just doesn't work that way. And some of us, including myself in this room, can attest to that truth. God, I need you in my life. I need you to show me a blessing. I need your favor in this situation. Are you serious, Rich? Are you serious right now? You want me to work in your life, but you're choosing to live outside of my chosen word. I know I'm not alone in this. Because we all sin and fall short of the glory of God. So what do we do? How do we change this? Stop. Ask for forgiveness. And turn it around. See, God knows. And he desires for us to be close. He desires to be close with us. Why? Because he knows we're looking for security. He knows that we're, feel, we're looking and longing for the acceptance. He knows that we want peace in our life. And he knows it's only found in him. He wants us to walk and he wants to be near us. Jesus says, I've come to give you life to the full. That is the best possible life found in Jesus Christ. Not for the, just for the ever and ever amen in heaven, but for right here, right now, available for every single one of us. And it's only found in his presence that he is a part of our life, that we're following him and we're loving him and we're obeying him. Simple. A, B, C. So what I want to do this morning, I'm going to invite the band to come back up and we're going to sing a song. Well, they're going to sing a song. I'm not singing it. And it's called The Blessing. And it was written right from, directly from these verses. And, I, and I'm not going to ask you to stand. I'm going to ask you to sit there and, and, and to listen. Maybe you spent some time in prayer talking with God, seeking him out this morning. Maybe it's coming him for, to him for the first time and surrendering your life. So like, I want you in my life. I want to receive your blessings. I need your presence in my life. Maybe it's that. Or maybe you walked in here this morning and you have this crazy, heavy burden in your life that you no longer want to carry and today's handed over. Maybe it's the time to back up that truck with all the baggage you've been carrying and dump it, dump it at the foot of the cross because Jesus paid for it all. Or maybe it's just to sit here this morning and pause and let the words of the Lord speak over your life letting your ears hear the truth and let your hearts 
be filled. So when you walk out here, every ounce of you know that everything you need can be found in his presence and that you can trust him because he loves you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for this morning. God, it is pretty simple. It is pretty simple what you've called us to do and what you want to do in our lives. Forgive us for complicating it. You know, making it all about us and things about who we are and what we want to do and what we want to accomplish. But God, we want your favor in our life that means you need to be present in our life. That we need to stop pursuing other things outside of you and make our lives all about you. That we love you with our heart, soul, and mind and strength. May we look at the words of, of the Bible, your word of truth, not as just a story, but a conviction of how you called us to live. God, I pray for everyone in this room. May they feel your blessing today. May they turn towards you. May your face shine upon them. May they pursue you in life. May they follow you. It's in your son's name I pray. Amen.